Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you very much. Welcome on board On the Mark. I am here today with Steve Kushaloff because Mark Lawrence is on vacation. And Mark will return on Monday. Tomorrow you will have Ben Reikley and Chris Elio here doing battle with one another. And, of course, as I said, the Philistine across from me today is uh, Steve Kushaloff. Good morning, Steve. Good to see you, buddy. What is a Philistine? Uh, a bad person. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I tell you, got to give you credit, Joe. You'll jump right into it. Hey, what the heck? As you said to me at the start of the program, he looks at me and says, I only got 88 more minutes yes. with you. <laughs> right? So I, I, I brought something in I'd like to read, and the only reason I'm throwing it in right now is because I know over the next 88 minutes I'll be lucky to well, get it. Well, you've got to let me start the program advice. before you do well, anything. We have to set there. the program. Very good. <laughs> That's what we do every day, Steve. We're not picking on you. I know you on the left don't like to be picked on. So I will just open the show and then let you read your little thing. Thank you. Okay. On the Market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565 or email us at onthemarketwkok.com. For those of you fond of texting, 70236 will get your message right through to us here at On The Mark. And On The Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more at www.sunburymotors.com. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, all sizes of trucks, and they're a mass towing service with decades of experience. So check them out online at www.sunburymotors.com in person, 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and make sure you visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street anytime you need service for your vehicle. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I turn the program over to Steve Kushaloff, who is going to read us something. I gather it won't be quotes from the Bible. This was from today's daily item. It was a and it's kind of a takeoff on the conversation we had yesterday about uh, racism. And this was uh, a letter in this morning's uh, daily item from a, uh, a woman in Richfield. Uh, she kind of introduced it by talking about her own complacency about racial inequality. So I'll just read a quick paragraph. She says, if I was a person of color, I would be aware of racial inequality every day of my life, from a child being called names, to a teen accused first of any wrongdoing, to a young person finding a job, to newlyweds seeking a loan or buying a home. As a person of color, I would even have to think twice about what kind of new car I might buy, because if it's too flashy, I'll be suspected of stealing it. So I thought that was just a very uh, good description of the kind of uh, racial 
animus that's sort of targeted to to um, people of color on a on a daily basis. I thought she kind of nailed it there. Uh, she didn't get into um, a bunch of uh, uh, you know, name calling of people who do show this kind of feeling. She has kind of tried to bring you inside the head, inside the mind of somebody who uh, deals with this on a regular basis. So I just thought that was interesting. Thought so I isn't that an example it. of her white privilege? That's exactly what she talks about. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's exactly what she talks about because she says, um, she says uh, the first phrase that caught her attention was white privilege. She says, I'm white. I never noticed any particular privilege. But after some serious reading and some thought, I realized that complacency is my privilege. As a white person, I can go my whole life without thinking twice about race or privilege. Because I can live my whole life in a white bubble and never have a relationship with a person of okay, color. Well, what if she moved to inner-city Philadelphia? Do you think her experience would be different as oh. a white person? You don't think she would suffer any or experience any racism or that any judgments would be made about her as a white person that wouldn't be made about her in her own community? Who knows? Oh, but no, come on, be fair about it. Well, okay, if you're a... Uh, sure, you know, in fact, I will tell you there this. Are racism, uh, racism comes in all colors and creeds. Right. Uh... We can learn a lot from television, even uh, TV shows that are fiction. And if you remember the TV show, uh, I believe it was called NYPD Blue. One of my favorites. Okay. And if you recall, for a long time, they had a lieutenant who ran the office, uh, a black actor. I don't remember his name. Big guy. Looked like he could have played linebacker. Yeah, he was just on another show, and I'm trying to think who it was. I, I, know, who you, I know who you mean. He was just on another show recently. So he takes, he brings Dennis Franz, uh, Dennis... Um, Detective Sipowitz. De Detective Sipowitz. He brings him to a, a barbecue joint, really. A uh, black-run barbecue joint. And they sit there and they're eating. And uh, of co all the other customers are black. Except, of course, for Lieutenant Sipowitz, or uh, Detective Sipowitz. And the boss says, you know, you, you look kind of nervous sitting there. Don't, don't you like your food? And the detective Sipwitz says, yeah, the food's good. He says, you know, why, well, you know, why do you look so nervous? And the whole point is just as kind of you're saying, that here was uh, Detective Sipowitz. Normally he was surrounded by white people, people he knew, people right. like him. Here he was all of a sudden in an area... Um, that was not like no, that. See, that's my, my basic argument, and I know people get tired of hearing it. You talk, well, systemic this, systemic that. I think it's people. Until we until people change their hearts and people change their minds, it doesn't matter. I mean, people run systems. So if there's systemic racism, it's because people have bad hearts and can't accept the fact that other people are equal to them and should be treated with the same dignity and respect they want to be treated by. Well, I think that's the basis. Of I mean, it. it's all let's you know. It's like this these protests out in the and in Oregon. It's not about George Floyd anymore. It's about destroying property and you know uh, causing anarchy and setting fires to things and trying to destroy society. Well, I know, you know, about the last time we were on, a couple of, several weeks ago, I said to you, uh, what percentage of the protests do you think are violent, et cetera? And your answer was 40 percent. 
as you were walking out the door. I thought, no, it's not 40 percent. Yeah, there is absolutely some violence. Uh, and unfortunately, what happens in a, any situation like that, you're going to have bad actors who will, who will use it as an opportunity uh, for violence, etc. But it, it is not, it, it certainly isn't 40 percent. For instance... Oh, it's more than that for, now. I think for, it's closer to 60 well, now. Well, we don't know. For instance, uh, the uh, notorious uh, walk in Lafayette Park by uh, your president. Uh, oh, those, he's not your president, is Those he? were peaceful So your president, too? Uh, he's my president, too. Okay, but let, let's you. see if I could possibly finish. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, uh, here were peaceful protesters in Lafayette Park, but Donald Trump uh, felt it necessary to use uh, tear gas-like yeah, methods, So you just rule out entirely the fact that the Attorney General said that the plan had been in place for over a day to clear out that area in Lafayette Park. Well, that's interesting that you would even bring up the Attorney General. Well, of course, you don't like him either. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, of course. If, he's, if he's not the most corrupt Attorney General oh, in history, on. he's at least the most corrupt lawyer in Washington, D.C. He's <laughs> He is, you know, <laughs> listen, you, you know enough about history to know who Roy Cohn was, yes, and I you know, know doggone well that Donald Trump... He was not Trump, the Attorney General. No, he wasn't. But Donald Trump has said, I have found my Roy Cohn in William Barr. And that's, so that's, a, that's somebody who dandy. defends you. That's what the, the, he's supposed to be doing. He's not supposed to be right. fighting the administration. He's supposed to be defending its actions in court. So we can look and that's at that's what the, he does. Uh, and and he also Gee, bend, the guy's he's terrible. Also, he's doing his job. Uh, yeah, he's also bending every rule and every law right. so that Donald Trump can uh, invoke uh, sending in unmarked, un uh, and so when the supreme you know, uniform cops into these cities. When the Supreme Court votes on a liberal cause, votes the way the liberals want, they're wonderful. When they vote the way the conservatives want, oh, this is terrible. You know, these people uh, need well, to be thrown knows? out of here. We don't know. Let's we need to pack the court. It would be great if we could have one conversation that sticks to the topic. Well, instead this of, is a. Uh, Conversation show. Instead of Lance, you're on the mark this morning. Hey there. Well, you know, though, folks being paranoid about black folks isn't really without reason because you're looking at 12% of the population that commits 53% of all known homicides and about 60% of all robberies. So if a shopkeeper would happen to look upon, at least with jaundiced eye, of a black person coming into his shop, well, you can't really blame them, can you? Where'd you get those statistics, just out of curiosity? Why, that uh, came from an article in the journal that was written by Jason Riley. Who what was journal? A black man. Wall Street Journal. Wall Street you say journal, journal that's, that's it. All right, well, I've said before that if I, if 80% of the problems I had were from people wearing Bozo the Clown outfits, I would tend to run from people with Bozo the Clown outfits. I okay. don't think there's anything wrong with profiling, but I don't think you can just, you know, take a whole group of people and automatically assume they're all going to be bad. Well, of course not. But what I'm saying is when it's that bad, sometimes it does. Well, can I just read you something here now? What is it, and how long? Okay. It's only five lines. There is nothing more painful to me than to walk down the street and hear footsteps and start thinking about robbery than look around and see somebody white and feel relieved. Now, what kind of a person would say that? I know who said it, but you go ahead and say it. Jesse Jackson. So he even feels it. 
Yeah, I think you you're know? talking about a context, but... <laughs> well, how in the world did I... I, I don't know, you, whoever wrote the article took him out of context a little bit. Well, no, wait a minute. Jesse, in 1996, they had the uh, transcript of him actually saying that, and uh, he really did. It was at a... I think it was at Keene College, New Jersey, giving a speech. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I think for one thing, let's let's uh, think about this for just two seconds. Um, there's crime. Crime is committed in uh, Northumberland County, in Snyder County, and in Union County. I would like to to see the statistics showing me what percentage of those crimes are committed by uh, black people. Uh, I, well, it's probably um, pretty. Very low because we don't. There are not very many black people here now. If we're going to talk about inner city Philadelphia, for instance, let's look at the at the demographic breakdown there. But I if think you, what what Lance's point would be would be the percent based on the percentage of the population. Well, but if see, they're two percent of the that. population but commit eighty percent of the crime, then you'd have to agree Lance's point was well made. I think we need yeah. to look at where, you know, where it is coming from. If, right. Again, let's let's take a oh, geographic man. area where uh, the uh, percentage of black population is 65 to 70 percent. You know, it's a little bit, Lance, it's a little bit like saying, you know, if you look at professional football and if you look at the penalties that are called in professional football, 80 percent of them are called on the black football players. But then you realize, yeah, but 75 percent of the football players are black. So it figures that the majority of penalties would be called against the black football players. Well, if you're going to look now for um, murders in our area, I think you're going to find that uh, a big, not a big percent, well, I'm saying is in proportion to how many murders there were, that the Hispanics and blacks figured in them pretty hard. Are you familiar with Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah. And that happened about, what, a week and a half ago? I don't remember any person of color being uh, African-American, Latino, etc., being involved in that. Oh, the shooter was black. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah, right. And uh, nobody says it is. And a lot of, like the drive-by up in Lewisburg, the Hispanic guy that blew his uh, girlfriend's uh, head off with a shotgun here a little bit ago. Hispanic guy who was arrested for homicide by but vehicle. But there are white people who commit very the very same crimes, Lance. I'm sorry, but I don't I know, think but you can not, just not in proportion. I mean, really. Well, so what's your point? That they're inherently bad, well, no, or that their circumstances all, 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 are bad? All I'm saying is that. But you can't say it without do. a point in mind. What was your point? My point was that you can't blame white folks for looking at black folks the way they do simply because. Jesse Jackson looks at them the same way. So See what I'm talking about? Racism, racism is justified by their own actions. Well, no. All I'm saying is they're, <laughs> it isn't racism, okay? What it is is being in fear of someone who might rob you. And the, um, well, if you profile them, that's the people that commit the crime. But the actions you take in response to that 
to me, determine whether or not you might have racist tendencies. I may believe what you believe, but if I don't automatically act on that, if I'm walking down the street and I see a black person approaching me and I don't cross to the other side, or I don't turn around and run away, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I have apprehensions, but I'm not a racist at that point. I know, but you could be dead, too. Well, on that note... I mean, really, I mean, think about it. 60% of all the robberies being committed by 12% of the population? Okay. And that's really true. But robberies so are that's not, why, not that's necessarily violent crimes. I mean, they can be... They can. Not, they, they, there's not always a violent component to a robbery. Well, no, absolutely. But, and, uh, and, if, and what percentage of robberies are solved? So you're talking about the ones that you know about that are solved, but many robberies never get solved, and so you don't know who committed them. No, it said both there, known homicides and known robberies. In okay. Hey, we've got to take... perpetrator was seen. we got to take right. a break, Lance. I'm sorry. Thanks for your call. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. We've got a couple of emails pending. We'll get to them after the break. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Dr. Carl Jenkins Dental Office in Watsontown is open, offering cosmetic implant and preventive dentistry. He and his staff are all smiles again to welcome you back. Hi, this is Dr. Carl Jenkins. I would like to take a minute to thank our patients that have been so patient with us over the last challenging months. We want you to know our doors are open, and of course safety is our highest priority as it has always been. During our downtime, we've upgraded our systems and trained to be even better. We have also learned that postponing dental care leads to more problems that are less and less forgiving. If you are that person, we are here to help. We're ready to see you and we'll be smiling, though you may have to look at our eyes to tell. To our existing patients, the team and I are so glad to see you again. If you don't have a dental home, please know that ours is welcoming you. Dr. Carl Jenkins in Watsontown. For safe, gentle dentistry, call 570-538-5005 or click smilesbyjenkins.com. In recent days, staying connected has meant more than ever before. At Penteladata, we thank our frontline workers for giving us the hope that tomorrow will be better and for letting us do our part in keeping everyone connected with schools, families, and friends, even while being apart. As America slowly and carefully returns to work, we're here to help your business come back smarter, bigger, and better than before with a fiber network that will keep us all connected and move us forward. Penteladata Fiber Networks. 
Does your current phone system support the communication requirements of your business? Maybe you've grown too big, or maybe you're not getting all of the features and reliability you'd hope for. Whatever the reason, there's no need to tolerate dissatisfaction because you have Contrast Communications. Whether it's on-premise or in the cloud, Contrast Communications has solutions to satisfy your ever-changing needs. Specializing in top-quality phone systems with exceptional service and support, Contrast Communications is the regional leader in business communication solutions. So call Contrast Communications. The contrast is clear. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, U.S. Senator Pat Toomey, and Mike Gold Jr. Today, 3 to 5 News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranham with Steve Kushaloff. We have some emails pending. Your calls are more than welcome. Our phone lines are open, 1-800-795-9565. Our toll-free hotline number, email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. We did have smoke signals available, but no longer are we allowed to do that because we don't want to offend any Native Americans. Is that right, Steve? Uh, once again, you've got me very confused. I know. Smoke, well, I'm smoke <laughs> signals? That was an old. That was a bad joke. I guess that means I have to put out this cigarette. Yes, you should. We don't allow that in here. Uh, we still have a couple of things pending uh, from yesterday. We talked about what, what happened at Bloomsburg with the uh, uh, person who they claim was dressed up as Marilyn Monroe, but apparently uh, the people who posted at Bloomsburg Fair made reference to Dr. Uh, not, not Dr. Shapiro, Dr. Uh, Levine. Levine, yeah. Um, this one says, evidently the Bloomsburg Fair Association has never seen a photo of Marilyn Monroe. Good point. And then yesterday on our callers who were uh, quoting the Bible in one way or another, Dick says, one more time we have a caller that tells us we must follow the Bible verse by verse and that those who sin are doomed to hell. How many so-called Christian preachers included violate the sixth commandment? Thou shalt not commit adultery. Perhaps one of the most violated and most easily overlooked. Personally, I feel that I'm a fairly good Christian and try to live my life that reflects that to others. One of my favorite expressions, and I'm not sure when I die if I'm going to heaven or hell, but I'm going to know a lot of people on a first-name basis. It breaks the ice when discussing religion. Interesting point. And Than, you're on the mark this morning. Hey, good morning. How are you this fine day? Uh, I, I had a question, and it goes back to what you just read there. I, I'm wondering, uh, thinking of the three or four people who actually quote the Bible usually when they call in rather than giving their own opinions, uh, I wonder if Jesus, and I think, or I think it's Yeshu, uh, came back at this point, and I suspect most uh, of your callers feel that he will come back at some point or another. Uh, what if he came back and said, I'm sorry, right-wingers, you've been wrong. Uh, Donald Trump is not going in the right direction. You'll have to eschew him. And then uh, which way would they go? Would they follow Trump or Jesus? Would you think? Oh, I would have no way of knowing. I would suspect that depends on each individual person and how they feel about whether or not the person that's in front of them is claiming to be Jesus is telling the truth. Yeah, I, yeah I, they, they, there seems to be a worship of Donald Trump that I find unsettling. 
Oh, big time. Why? I find the worship of Joe Biden equally unsettling. There is no I, worship. Nobody, nobody, nobody worships Joe Biden. We look at him as an honest, good politician who would have the country in mind instead of himself. Did you happen to see, I sent Steve, and Steve won't look at it, I sent something that uh, Ben Reichley sent to me, uh, an MSNBC interview in which uh, Joe Biden claimed to have graduated with three degrees, three separate degrees. They graduated at the top of his class, and MSNBC fact-checked him, and none of that's true. Well, you know, I don't think that uh, Donald Trump is a stable genius well, now either, but that's what he says he is. Uh, so and, is Joe Biden a stable uh, genius for uh, lying? What? Is Joe Biden a stable genius? Heck no. I don't know any stable geniuses. <laughs> if they're geniuses, they're pretty much on edge, usually, <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, we are in agreement there. And, and as, but, far, as far yeah. as worshiping uh, Joe Biden... Joe. Well, you even take classes on how to promote him. The only, uh, just because we call Joe Biden a savior isn't because we worship him. It's because we are praying that he will save us from the madman in the White House. Well, what about, what about those of us who don't consider the man in the White House a madman? You're wrong. Okay, so you have determined that the rest of us are wrong. See, that's what's wrong with this country. Nobody wants to accept anybody else's opinion. <laughs> I'll agree with you that I think Joe Biden has the things to commend him. But Donald Trump does as well. But you can't admit that. You, all you want to do is just down Donald Trump in the hopes of, well, that you're lifting up Joe Biden. Give us an example of what Trump has done, not what he says he's done, because he lies all the time, <laughs> but what he has actually done uh, for the person in this country who tries to go to work every day, tries to keep their family healthy. Tell me what he's done. Well, just recently, he's streamlined the regulations required to build traffic or build infrastructure projects that will put a lot of those uh, families from minorities and um, uh, underserved communities back to work in construction and good-paying jobs, family-sustaining uh, jobs. He's done boy. that, and he's talked well, about uh, an infrastructure program for four years, and we have yet to see one nail. But the first step was to cut, make it possible for them to do it, which uh, after Obama's 63 trillion pages of regulations, nothing could get done for the 10 or 20 years. You know how long it's taken? Look at how long it took to do the bypass project. It took forever to get it underway. For good reason, my friend. <laughs> the thing would have sunk if they'd run it over that ash pit and that's not that's not two, two no, square no, miles no. That, That's a bad analogy. That's yeah. not what held it up. Yeah, the, that, the, what held it up was they couldn't find the money for it. What held it up was trying to get, because, and because the costs were astronomical because of all the regulations. Actually, it was because they kept not finding the money for it, Joe. Though you were on the committee, I was listening to what you guys said. I don't. You, you've lost me with that one. And and all well, I can remember from the whole throughway thing was they had to work uh, to get money diverted from the Appalachian throughway to this project. And it just took forever. Hey, and know, the reason it took forever because of the a regulations in the Appalachian Thruway project. Well, I guess I'll, I'm going to have to take your word for that, Joe, because I I don't know you were more involved in that. Well, take Chris Carney's word. Chris will tell you. Let's get oh, him yeah. on the phone. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other thing was, please question Lance's uh, documentation on the stuff that he says. Unfortunately, I never thought Lance was a racist. He's a good friend of mine. 
I really don't think he is. He's a systemic racist, which is different from a systematic well, if So you racist. know that while he was talking, Steve tried to look it up, and Steve found information that confirmed what he said. It About, seemed like it was well, pretty... okay, I, I don't doubt it, but you should question those things. I did. I asked him where he got it. He told me he got it from New York Times argument. Didn't you hear that, hear that yep. part? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I did. Wall Street but Journal, read, rather. Uh, but he, he did not hear you, Steve, say that if you go into an 80% uh, black-populated community, there may be 80% of the crimes are done by black people. If it's 80% white, I can almost guarantee you that over uh, 80% are done by white people. Yeah, sure, that would, you know, that would make common sense. I thought Steve's analogy was right on the mark about NFL football players getting flagged 80% of the time for penalties, and 80% of the players are black, so that's only natural. Thank you, and remember, uh, thank you Than. We're all out of time. lives matter. Okay, I'm sorry, Than. We've got to go. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. And we're going to be back with more of On the Mark after the news. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The mayor of Portland, Oregon, Ted Wheeler, among the protesters tear-gassed by federal agents last night. This is flat-out urban warfare. I'm Stephen Portnoy. As the president talks of sending great force into cities, the man overseeing the federal guards in Portland draws a distinction. Portland is unique. Acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf tells CBS News the camouflaged agents in that city are merely protecting Portland's federal courthouse. Wolf insists Operation Legend, a surge of federal agents to Chicago, Kansas City, and Albuquerque, will have more run-of-the-mill targets. Gangs, drug dealers, and the like. Mayor Lori Lightfoot says she'll sue if they go beyond that. The number of reported coronavirus cases in the U.S. is up to almost 4 million. Dr. Anthony Fauci tells CNBC... I think we ultimately will get control of it. I don't really see us eradicating it. Almost 60,000 people are hospitalized with the coronavirus in this country. Facilities in Texas and Florida are running out of beds. Correspondent David Begno from Miami. Miami-Dade County, the most populated county in the state, has had hospitals put in more requests to get extra nurses to help out than any other county in the state. Right now, the state tells CBS News they've gotten about 51 hospital requests for nurses. They need about 2,000 nurses statewide to help out, but they've only found 1,000 so far. California has set a single-day record for new cases. Health officials say COVID-19 is on track to become the second leading cause of death in L.A. County. Jobless claims are rising for the first time in almost four months. Another 1.4 million people filed for benefits last week as some states rolled back reopenings. S&P futures are flat. Twitter revealing more about last week's hack attack on 130 users in a Bitcoin scam. CNET's Ian Schur. Now Twitter says that the DMs for up to 36 of the accounts were accessed. 
That means the hackers made away with private communications for some very high-profile Twitter accounts. They included Joe Biden, Elon Musk, Apple, and Uber. It's four months late, but a socially distanced Major League Baseball season gets underway tonight. It'll look and sound a little different, with no fans in the stands. Nationals pitcher Steven Strasburg. It's pretty strange, to be honest. It's just what we gotta what we gotta deal with, and um, you know I think we're all competitors here. Nats and Yanks in D.C. Dodgers and Giants play on the West Coast. It's a space race with the U.S. China has launched a Mars probe just days before a U.S. rocket is scheduled to lift off from Cape Canaveral. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Everyone is talking about David Horowitz's new book, Blitz. It's a number one Amazon bestseller and just hit the New York Times bestseller list. Blitz reveals the truth about Trump. Don Jr. and Mike Huckabee say you need to get Blitz. And follow David Horowitz every night on Newsmax TV, America's fastest growing cable TV channel. Get the new bestseller, Blitz, at bookstores or get the free offer and save $28. Call 800-NEWSMAX or go to Blitz411.com. That's Blitz411.com. At CDW, we get that migrating your business to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDW's experts can help you simplify the transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Tech. A Hollywood legend selling CBD. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? The three CBD companies Clint Eastwood just sued may not be feeling lucky right about now. He's claiming defamation, arguing they produced fake news stories, he endorsed their products, and that he was quitting filmmaking for a CBD business. Eastwood also filed a second suit that claims additional companies are working his name into online search results for CBD products to trick consumers. He's seeking millions of dollars in damages. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. He's come a long way since his early days with the Red Sox. Mookie Betts grounds it to the left of second base into Mookie center Betts field. has agreed to a record 12-year $365 million extension with the L.A. Dodgers. Keeps him from reaching free agency this winter. For Mookie Betts to left field. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. During these unprecedented times, we know you're all worried about your family's health, your job, and paying your bills. Stop the endless debt cycle, especially now. Be proactive and take advantage of unique programs in place to help you get free of your debt. Don't wait for the bills to pile up and the banks to breathe down your neck. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get free of credit card debt, internet and signature loans, and even timeshares. You pay only a fraction of what you owe and they even offer a guarantee. Call now at 800-899-8922 to see if you can qualify and receive a free book written by our CEO, the Debt Dietitian. A-plus rated, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get debt relief without considering bankruptcy. During these stressful times, debt doesn't need to add to it. Call now, 800-899-8922 and get your free copy of the book to help you at 800-899-8922. That's 800-899-8922.
News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you. Welcome back on board the program. I'm here today with Steve Kushaloff, and Steve is a worthy opponent in any argument we have about politics, religion, goodness, or anything you, else. I'm always kind to you, Steve. I uh, enjoy talking to you. You're kind of something, I will say that. <laughs> now, there you go, insulting me. You're another Donald Trump. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. And the good folks at the Sunbury Motor Company invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln cars. And On the Mark is brought to you by our good friends at the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Streets in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Taking a look at the news headlines this morning. There will soon be a new way for local police to receive training and quick decision-making during use-of-force situations. It will also serve as a public education tool. Northumberland will be the home of a new use-of-force simulator called the River Valley Training Center. The borough police chief, Cliff Kreiner, says the device will consist of an air-charged simulated gun and a large curved screen, which presents an unlimited number of real-life scenarios for police to use for training. The center will be in the basement of the Northumberland Borough Hall. Four new COVID-19 cases have been confirmed, along with over 600 new cases statewide, those four in the Valley. In its daily update Wednesday, the State Department of Health confirmed three new Snyder County cases, now at 85 overall since the virtual outbreak and two deaths. One new case in Northumberland County has also been confirmed at 336 overall and 11 deaths. And Montour County's overall case count has taken down from 87 to 86 in total cases and three deaths. Union County remains with 113 cases and two deaths. And in response to a post made on Facebook by the Bloomsburg Fair, apparently mocking Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine, Governor Tom Wolf made the following statement. He said the COVID-19 pandemic has brought hate and transphobia into the spotlight through relentless comments and slurs directed at Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine, who is a highly skilled, valued, and capable member of my administration and transgender. The derogatory incident involving the Bloomsburg Fair is the latest of these vile acts which by extension impact transgender people across the Commonwealth and the nation. And that's our look at the news headlines this morning. We have a call pending and we have an emailer. The email says, good morning. You lose me in this argument when black people are still killing black people. That's the bottom line for me. And now Eric is on the mark from Port Treverton. And you're welcome in advance. You always thank us for taking your call. I'm just going to say you're welcome right up front. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. Uh, good morning. Um, I'm beginning to think that the uh, Republican Party, if they continue to stand up behind President Trump, should change its uh, moniker from, I think it's an elephant, to perhaps an ostrich with its head in the sand. Um, President Trump was quoted uh, in a recent news conference yesterday, or perhaps it was his, his re-upped 
COVID response uh, uh, conference that more testing is making us look bad. Now, I'm assuming when he used the word us, he meant us as a group of people, not as the U.S. looking bad. Um, I was one who defended President Trump and or, or gave him, not defended, but gave him a mulligan uh, at the outset of this because nobody knew what was going on. But more and more as we go along, uh, the president is more concerned on how he looks versus how the, in my opinion, than how the uh, United States is responding. I believe that the more testing is not making us look bad, more testing is making him and his leadership look bad. And that is why he's against it. Um, I also believe that uh, the COVID is not, uh, anyone who has COVID is not good or bad. The the uh, getting a illness does not make you a good or a bad person. However, our response, the government's response to it, it can be uh, then put with a moniker good or bad. As uh, Harry Truman, President Harry Truman said, the buck stops here. And our response now, into this COVID-19, the buck is stopping with President Trump, and he is looking bad. In your opinion? In my opinion, and apparently, Joe, as you look at the national polls, a lot of my neighbors, a lot of See, folks around the United States. I, I've said from on this program many times that I'm going to give President Trump and Governor Wolf and all the governors a wide berth on this one, because we're in a we're in something that hasn't happened in this country since 1918, and it, you know, and that one was worse than this one by a country mile in terms mm-hmm. of the number of people taken. I think everybody in this has tried to do what they thought was the right thing. The president at first, I think, thought that he didn't want to alarm people, he didn't want to scare them, and then later on. When it became obvious that there was a reason to be scared, he was kind of, I think, caught between a rock and a hard place. But look at the governors. I mean, everyone wants to say Governor Cuomo's done such a wonderful job. He put sick people back into nursing homes and killed a lot of folks, you know, but they say, oh, the blood's on Trump's hands. I don't hear anybody saying, oh, the blood's on Cuomo's hands. Let's be fair about it. Yeah, but, let's, but let's, you're pointing to one incident which is corrected. My, my point is this, and again, I'll reiterate what I said. I said I've given the president and his, his team a mulligan when it started. But now that we're, what, five full months or more into this, don't you, don't you believe we should be changing our strategy? And for now, to us to, for the president, the president of the United States, President Trump, to say more testing is making us look bad, and so we should not seek the truth because it might make us look bad? How does that make us look, us corporately, us, the United States, look to the world? Well, first of all, how fast is testing done? You know, we are doing a lot of testing, but it can take a long time to get the results back. So to me, a test where it takes several days to get the results back, or in my wife's case, they lost her test completely, what good is that? Again, you're throwing up the theory of dramatic instance because of your personal response. But to to stop testing, to slow testing because it makes us look bad, Joe, do you think that's a good idea? No, but the test needs to mean something. It needs to have some relevancy to the current situation. If I'm, if I'm infected with COVID and I take the test and it takes a week for me to get the results back, I'm roaming the countryside in that week. I mean, are we supposed to lock people up for a week after they take the test until they get the results back? I think people need to be do appropriate response if you have a valid reason for taking the test rather than saying, oh, I just want to know or I have been exposed to someone, then I, I would expect your social responsibility would be to then put self distance yourself, be away from folks for 14 days to confirm 
report or uh, to know for yourself whether you are um, contagious. Have you, have you been tested? I mean, that's just this good social practice. Have you been tested, Eric? I have not because okay. I have been, uh, for the most part, uh, sequestered here in lovely Port Shepherdon, Pennsylvania, <laughs> right next to my mom and dad, so we have a safe environment here. So I've right. not been tested because I... Uh, didn't, did not have a reason to be tested. Well, I went to I went to the website where they you fill out all these questions and they tell you whether or not you should be tested. And given my age, I guess, and the fact that I'm in contact with people on a regular basis, mm-hmm. they suggested I should be tested. And the same for okay. my wife. And so we did that. Being responsible citizens, we went and we got tested. They told me it would take two days or three days maximum for me to get my results back. It took six. Okay. And then they never sent my wife's back. So I'm sorry. I think the testing is important, but only only if the results are promptly given to you and, and made available to you promptly so that you can take appropriate action. All I'm doing is kidding myself. If I take a test, I don't get the results, and I'm roaming around possibly infecting other people. That doesn't do anybody any good. So since you had a bad uh, experience with testing, you think all testing is bad. Now you're going yellow. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm just saying that I don't know what it proves if I don't get the results in a timely manner so that I can act on them. That's what I'm saying. But for the president to say more testing is making us look bad, what do you think about that statement? Well, I don't know. In what way is it making us look bad? If it's making us look bad because they don't get the results back to us, I'd agree with him. If it is making us look bad because it identifies more cases, I think that's a kind of a dumb argument. And, and we do keep hearing about testing methods that can give you the results within a few hours or, or even less. We do keep hearing about that on television, and yet even here, the federal government has not done anything that I'm aware of to try to further the uh, production of those types of testing methods. Well, what's the cost? I have no idea. I don't either. You know, and, and I didn't have to pay for the test I took, no, but I, I assume there's a, uh, there's a cost there somewhere. Well, there probably is. And those 144,000 people who died, you know, they're not spending their money and anymore, maybe, so maybe we should take their money well, and pay yeah, for it. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's easy and cheap, Steve. But, I mean, I look at it this way. If, if we have a test that works and it's cost-effective and it gives you the results within a decent amount of time, do it. Spend the money on that. But apparently there are six or eight or maybe 20 or 30 different types of tests made by different people with different lag times and different That's costs. Right. That's you know, right. So what should the president do? Demand that the company that makes the one that can give you a result in 10 minutes make millions of them? No, maybe they can't. But what you have just described very well is the fact that the entire response to the coronavirus has been totally uh, slipshod, has been patchwork. Ha- there has been no coordinated response. Just look at this one aspect of it, the, the aspect of testing. If we had somebody in in Washington and said your job is to coordinate the testing to know what what's available to know what the states are doing we do his name is Mike Pence he's vice president of the United States give me a break he's been out there every day working with the doctors trying to make this thing work you know great okay (laughs) great Eric will give you the final word Eric your it was your dime anyway thank you gentlemen Uh, I would just, uh, again, quote history as I apt to do. Uh, uh, great President Harry Truman says, the buck stops here. President Trump, the buck is stopping there. And right now, we're being shortchanged. 
Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Always appreciate your call. So always welcome. Thanks a lot. one 800 795 We got all three three lines filled up. Uh, one of our good friends, Tom Martin, says, uh, the real Sleepy Joe has been identified. He's known other than the host of On the Mark. All of his twisting double talk and talking in circles is not an act. He really is sleepy. Good job, Steve. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Tom. Yeah, well, you know, show how much Tom knows. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Mike from Bloomsburg, you're on the mark. Yeah, your uh, previous caller mentioned the uh, national polling data that he says is strongly in favor of Joe Biden. I'd just like to remind your listeners that uh, in worldwide polling data, China, Iran, North Korea, ISIS, every communist dictator, every enemy of America, and uh, almost every elected Democrat in this country are all in favor of Joe Biden winning. Okay, so uh, I, I like polling data, but I also want to remind your uh, previous caller and everyone else that this is not a national election. It's a electoral college election, so the swing states are what's matter. And if you want to really address the polling data, I think you should narrow it down to what's going on in the swing states. Pennsylvania is one of them. And uh, uh, I just talked to four or five people at the uh, Steve Shannon shop in Bloomsburg this morning, and every one of them was a Trump voter, and every one of them expressed the idea that, one, they're not really interested in telling any polling people, or anyone else for that matter, that they're voting for Donald Trump because they, they just don't want to do it, okay? They're not putting any bumper stickers on their cars because they're afraid of getting keyed and broken windows like I think you may have mentioned, Joe. And the last thing, they were all in agreement with my theory that the Democrats are promoting the idea that all of this violence that's occurring in the cities, all of the viruses that are killing people in nursing homes and old people, all of this will just go away if we just vote Trump out and put Biden in. Okay, that's that's the deal that they're trying to promote with all this negative news. So I guess basically the reason for this call is if you're out there and you're on the border, who you're going to vote for, really look at Donald Trump. Look what he proposed to do when he ran for office. Look what he has done. And look what the Democrats in the major cities are doing right now. And look what the Democrats in the mainstream media are doing and saying to manipulate you and then make up your mind who you're going to vote. Okay, fair enough. Interesting comments, as always. Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate your call. And thank you for taking it. Take care. Take care. 1-800-795-9565. We've got to take a break to stay on schedule. We have two calls pending. Emails and texts to get to, but we'll do all of that right after the break. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
During these tough times, Mahindra dealers are helping customers find comfort in working their land. Just visit whymahindra.com to build your tough tractor and get a custom quote. Your Mahindra dealer will even deliver to your property. And get special savings now during the Mahindra Summer Sale. Save on Mahindra tractors at Hilly Ridge Sales and Service in Mount Pleasant Mills and also on Elysburg Road in Danville, online at hillyridge.com. Hey, Lisa, we need to talk. About what? Why are Caldwell Banker signs covering this entire area overnight? I'm not mad about it. I'm going to need an explanation. Ah, yes. Caldwell Banker has launched a rebrand with the new North Star logo, and we are excited to be rolling out our new look in our local market. Wait. Do I need a new look? How about a mullet? Oh, please no. But now is an awesome time for sellers and buyers to jump on board with the stars of Caldwell Banker Pen 1 and find out how we can guide you home. Contact us at caldwellbankerpen1.com. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Welcome back to On the Mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarkwkok.com. Text us at 70236. One of our texters says, In what way is rioting and looting advancing any cause? The best way to level the playing field is to take full advantage of any opportunity given and be successful to the best of your abilities. I myself faced a lot of prejudice as a woman in a non-traditional field at the time. I was given some opportunities to combat these prejudices and jumped on it. The, this advances a cause. I do not believe racism is systemic any longer, although it certainly still exists among some ignorant individuals. If you want respect, you work hard and you earn it. Good point. Very good point. Bob, you're on the mark. Yes. Uh, good, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Steve. Uh, um, you know, one thing, of course, I was a teenager when I started in broadcasting. Of course, I worked with both of you. Uh, I'm going to say learning about the business, and I, you know, I'm going to say I've respected your various backgrounds. And then, of course, when I went to Harrisburg okay, well, to study your, engineering, your, I got involved in a different culture. What's your point, and, Bob? And, uh, you know, to, to, as far as racism goes, I, I never really uh, looked at a at people at a different race. It was just a different culture. And I think, you know, no matter where I was in the business, uh, whether it be Scranton, Wilkesbury, Poconos, or here, I uh, learned from people from the different cultures, and I think that's something that we have to start doing. Okay, I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you very much. Dan from New Berlin, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning, fellas. Well, it's interesting. Lance calls in with the facts, and he has it documented. But uh, two of your liberals there, they, didn't, they want to deny the facts. And that's what, what the facts problem. are they? What facts are they denying? 
the the facts they denied was what Lance showed with the with the way blacks and other colors commit most of the crimes percentage wise with the whites. But anyway, that's the problem. You have a lot of good people that call here. I'm not talking about myself. They quote the Bible a lot. And you know, I agree with all of them. They're right on. You don't, in fact, you do not have one liberal theologian that ever calls this program because they don't have the facts. Well, now never, let, me, let me just throw this at you. One of our emailers, and I didn't get to this earlier, he says, and he's a theologian or someone with a religious background, he says, black people tend to offend more because statistically they are disproportionately more likely to be disadvantaged, living in poorer urban areas with less access to public services and so on. Sadly, crime is higher among the poor, but within communities of poverty, crime rates are proportionate with racial makeup. In other words, within poor neighborhoods, crime rates are distributed evenly along racial lines. It is true to say nearly half of all murders are committed by 12% of the population, and it is proof of decades of systemic racism and discrimination. Uh, Well, who created the uh, discrimination? It's your Democrats. In every Democratic-run city, it's ran out of control, and they never want to change it. They want to keep people right where they are. And Trump comes along with great programs. They deny him. They deny that Trump did anything for our country. He has a whole list of accomplishments, which they deny the facts. In fact, he's for school choice. That would bring the inner cities out of this poverty, education, these people don't get a good education in the public school. Well, then, isn't the, the, isn't the real issue then to improve public schools? I'm sorry, I know I'm a conservative and I'm supposed to be for school choice, but I'm not. I'm in favor. Yeah. The American public education system, and I'm a product of it, is what made this country great and what gave it its head start. And to say we're going to throw it away and give everybody a voucher so they can go somewhere else, to me, is counterproductive in the extreme. You have the exact attitude that's wrong. You know, I went to public school, and I did well, and they did well, but that was a different time, a different place. But we weren't in, well, you were in the city, I wasn't. But it all changed once the whites moved out, and the inner city schools went to pieces, and it's, it's not the blacks' fault. It's just left go. It's a, it's a lot of the Democrats' fault that run the cities, and they just left it go. And if we had school choice, you could get a good education in a Christian school, charter school, or a parochial Catholic school. You could get a good education. I see the students that come out of the Catholic school system and they came in our school, and they were actually ahead of us. Sad to say, and I thought our school was good. So if but everybody they, gets a voucher, where are they all going to go? 
that, because that it'll the, work out, no, Joe. No, it'll no, work itself out. In no, the free, it won't. I mean, it will not work itself out because it we will have to. Too. There's it still will the work basic. Out. There is still the basic requirement in this country that every child be provided an education. Every child is required to go to school. The focus has got to be on making our public school system second to none. We do that, and we don't have to worry about vouchers. We don't have to worry about whether or not an inner city kid gets a good education because we're guaranteeing every kid gets a good education. And, and that's what know, I'm for. They're not getting it, Joe. Oh, I'm not it's arguing they're not, ge- I'm not arguing they're not getting it. It's failed for all these years. I can't defend it. You might be, you might believe in the teachers' union, but they're fighting this no, I don't No, I don't believe in the teachers' union, and I studied to be a teacher, but I believe teachers should not have tenure. I believe they should have to produce, and they should have to demonstrate their capabilities. They should have to do a lot of different things, but currently we expect them to be too much. We expect them to be social workers. We expect them to teach religion, in effect, by telling the kids to be moral. You know, their basic job is there to educate the children, and until we let the teachers do that job, I'm inclined to give them a pretty wide goal, a birth, you know, around criticizing them. But I'm sorry, we've got to move on. We have another call pending. And Joseph, you're on the mark for Milton. Uh, yes, good morning, gentlemen. I would just want to comment on the testing situation you were talking about, that you got tested and it was, what, six days or something, five yep, days until you got the results? Six days. Yeah. Well, what would happen in the meantime, and you're in contact with people, if you'd have contacted the virus in the meantime. Well, that's my you, you point. You what I'm saying here. Yeah, I agree with I you that. I got tested uh, here uh, about um, three weeks ago. I had to go in for a colonoscopy, and they tested me. I never got the report back. And I told them, hey, how are you going to know if I have it or not? Well, we're going to take your temperature when you come in. <laughs> and But anyway, my son lives in Florida. And he's 60 years old. He has COPD. He has emphysema. He's uh, a death sentence if he gets corona, Okay. And uh, he was in the hospital for a back operation. He got out, come home, lived with his granddaughter and their family, and uh, he caught the virus. And none of them had the virus in the family. And none of them got the virus uh, from him. And they they ate the same table and and everything. And so I think this virus, it has a generation stigmatized. Uh, you're supposed to su- suppose that everyone you come in contact may have it. And, and you don't want to talk to or communicate with people real close anymore. And it, like I say, it's just stigmatized the generation. <clears throat> and I believe it's really satanic, and it's, it's the satanic Democrats that are pushing this. And I don't think it's as bad as, as they say it is. Gee in whiz, fact, you the, know. the flu itself, just a regular flu in... Uh, 2017 and 18, approximately 45 million people in the United States had the flu, uh-huh. and only 800, uh, 810,000 were hospitalized, and approximately 61,000 died just from the common flu. Well, I think you had Steve until you used two words, satanic Democrats. Correct. Oh, well, whatever. I think he, I think he was in agreement <laughs> with you until those words came out of your mouth, Joseph. Hey, look, look at Nancy Pelosi's eyes when she speaks. Oh, my gosh, I can see the devil. I can see the reflection of Satan himself in those eyes. <laughs> hey, you said it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't mean it. You did. <laughs> well, I would, I'd like to make one quick comment sure, go on ahead. racism. Go ahead. Uh, most people don't realize this, but racism is in the Bible. 
after the flood in Noah's time, he had three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham went in and saw his father's nakedness. And Shem and Japheth took a blanket in backwards and didn't look and covered his father up. And Noah, when he woke up, saw, knew what was done, and he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. And he said he would be the servant of Japheth and Shem. And a servant meant a slave. And so it come right in there. And, and by the way, if you trace the sons of Ham, it goes right down into Egypt and into Africa. Not only that, but our, my Savior, Yahshua, there was a Seraphonician Greek woman who come to him and his disciples, and she needed help for her daughter, who was possessed by demons. And he said, it's not fit to give the children of Israel's bread to a dog. He called this foreigner a dog. What do you think, and I remember when President Trump used some kind of language, not quite as strong as that, against uh, some group of people or something. And, oh, they just went wild about that. Well, he referred, to, the Savior said that, he referred to the countries they came from in a very un, undignified way. Hey, listen, yeah, thanks for your right, call, right. Joseph. We, we, I'm sorry, Joseph. We appreciate your call. we got to keep moving to keep on schedule. We have Eric online next. Good morning, Eric. One more minute. That's it. One more minute. Thank you, gentlemen. First of all, to the gentleman a couple times ago who uh, say I misquoted uh, statistics, my statistic was not on President Trump and his popularity or chance of re-election. It was the people's response to how they felt he was doing with the COVID response. And that had nothing to do with what every other you know, uh, head of state is planning on voting. And, of course, they don't vote here. And as the last caller, uh, as a, a forward-thinking Christian, I just cringe every time a caller calls, calls in and then quotes the Old Testament and then refuses to then quote the New Testament, in which the words of Jesus refutes all these things, and certainly Jesus was not for racism. Love one another as you love yourself. I'm not a theologian, I do not claim to be, but I consider myself a forward-thinking, born-again Christian. Jesus' message was love, and that refutes everything in the Old Testament. Boy, you made it in You made it exactly in one minute. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Let me just say one religious thing real quickly. Uh, I do not believe Christ himself claimed to refute the Old Testament. I believe Christ claimed that he completed the Old Testament. So, uh, Eric, uh, I got to disagree with you there. I mean, it's not like Jesus stood up and said, you can throw away the Old Testament because the only thing that counts is the New Testament. Well, Jesus was a Jew, so he would have been familiar with the Torah, and that was the Old Testament. Sure. So I I agree with you completely on that. Now, I I have offered Joe to serve him something on a silver platter, and so far he has just ignored me. Well, I've had calls. What do you expect me to do? Cut the callers off so you can hand something to me on a silver platter? (laughs) I got (laughs) Okay. Okay, we have 37. we got two minutes before the break. We have a call coming in that's not cleared. Hand it to me, buddy. Okay, well, you've been criticizing Joe Biden uh, all morning, saying he was a liar. He lied about his academic record. So here's an article from Mother Jones. Mother Jones hates everybody. And this was from 2019. Okay, Biden... uh, issued a statement saying, uh, referring to the Syracuse College of Law. He acknowledged, I did not graduate in the top half of my class at law school, and my recollection of this was inaccurate. He, okay, as for receiving three degrees, 
Joe Biden said, I graduated from the University of Delaware with a double major in history and political science. My reference to degrees was intended to refer to these majors. I said three. I should have said two. So my only point, Joe, is that even Biden acknowledges that he is a liar. Gave incorrect information. Oh, so it's incorrect information when Joe Biden gives it. It's a lie when the president does it. Well, the president has, number one, absolutely refused to release any of his college information. And Barack and, Obama didn't either. And Barack the, Obama didn't either, At least buddy. we know where Barack Obama went to college. But we and, don't know how well he did. But did Barack Obama ever threaten to sue the college? I mean, Trump has threatened to sue the University of Pennsylvania if they release any of his college records. What is he hiding, Joe? What is Trump what did Barack hiding. Obama hide? What was he hiding? What was Hillary Clinton doing in Benghazi? Hey, we got to take a quick break. We got Harry on the line, and we're going to get to him, and we've got some emails, and we invite your calls. 1 800 795 9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Mmm, these peaches smell super delicious today. I'm so glad that you've reopened your roadside stand. I love shopping here every week. Thanks. We're happy to be reopened at last. Oh, look at those cherries. They do look delish, but I'm ready for some local sweet corn. Hopefully in about two weeks. Say, Bear, would you have a miter saw and a grinder I could borrow? Oh, what are you building? We decided to build an outdoor kitchen. We spend so much time outside at home these days, we figured it was the perfect time. Sounds like some hashtag backyard goals. But first, bear rental for all you need. Circular and miter saws, grinders. Perfect. Black pickings to a hungry bear in a produce stand. <laughs> Easy, big fella. Home products, commercial products. Bear Rental, a division of Zartman Construction, has the tools you need. Why buy a tool for just one job when you could rent it? Save maintenance costs and space in the garage. Bear Rental open Monday through Saturday. Call 570-701-1525 or go to bear-rental.com. Between Nori and Danville on Point Township Drive and like Bear Rental on Facebook. Problem solved with Bear. I'm Tamara Persing, Vice President of Patient Care Services and Chief Nursing Officer at Evangelical Community Hospital. We understand the fear and uncertainty the COVID-19 pandemic can cause, but it's important that you continue to make your health a priority and address issues promptly. At Evangelical, we are taking extra precautions to make sure you are as safe as possible when you visit us for care. We are screening patients and employees, separate testing and care areas for COVID-19 patients and patients suspected of having COVID-19. Everyone is required to wear a mask. We've configured our waiting areas to allow you to continue practicing physical distancing and we are still restricting visitors. You can be confident in seeking your care at the hospital or one of our many specialty practices. Visit evanhospital.com backslash virus for more information or call our COVID-19 hotline 570-522-4530. Hey, Lisa, we need to talk. About what? Why are Caldwell Banker signs covering this entire area overnight? I'm not mad about it. I'm going to need an explanation. Ah, yes. Caldwell Banker has launched a rebrand with the new North Star logo, and we're excited to be rolling out our new look in our local market. Wait. Do I need a new look? How about a mullet? Oh, please no. But now is an awesome time for sellers and buyers to jump on board with the stars of Cobalt Banker Pen 1 and find out how we can guide you home. Contact us at CobaltBankerPen1.com. 
Jack, Papa John's wanted to surprise people, so we put Shaquille O'Neal live on video screens inside pizza boxes. Let's listen. It's pizza time. Yay! 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 What are you doing in a box? This is my new shakaroni pizza. Extra cheese, extra pepperoni right to the edge. Biggest slices in Papa John history. And it's bigger than pizza because $1 reach sales donated to Papa John's Foundation for building community. Try the new shakaroni for just 12 bucks only at Papa John's. Offer good through 8 20 20 Prices and participation may vary. Call Papa John's in Sealands Grove at 570-743-7474. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, U.S. Senator Pat Toomey, and Mike Gold Jr. Today, 3 to 5 News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay, welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGrenhan. Steve Kushloff is with me, and Harry's on the line. Harry, thanks for hanging in during the break. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. You know, uh, a couple of things about the, the testing that came to mind while you were talking here. I, I find it somewhat disconcerting that nobody seems to mind the fact um, that your wife's results never came back. Uh, you know, yours took six days, which I guess is somewhere in that parameter of, and they, as I understand, that's in the parameter of, of uh, accepted time span, so to speak. But but nobody seems to address the fact that the the, the other result didn't even come back at all. I mean, well, she did finally get. A, she... is, if the testing is so vital, how can test results that do not get uh, uh, shared with the person who had it. How can you take that seriously? Well, ironically, okay. Harry, just this week she did get a letter from the uh, the outfit, I think it's called Quest, saying that right. they lost her results or they couldn't find them or something like that and that she could take the test again if she was so inclined. So <laughs> Okay. So this is vital to be tested, but hanging, uh, being careful with results and sharing results is not important, is basically what they're saying. You understand that the, the it's why it's so hard to, to wrap your head around the seriousness. And I'm not saying that those who have the COVID-19, it's not serious. But, you know, if you look at uh, medicinenet.com, if you go onto that, they will tell you that the test really, uh, even if it shows that it was positive, that shows that you may have had SARS-1 uh, or you may have had COVID-1 through 18. But it doesn't tell you anything about the antibodies. And the only sure way of knowing any of that is genetic testing. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's a whole slippery stroke, slope, genetic testing. And that's not going to happen for the majority of people, nor should it. So, you know, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard for the average person to take all the info that we are given and wonder just what is the truth with this stuff. I'll give you another example, okay? My store, and Joe, you know I'm, I'm working down in Harrisburg. Right. My store, before we shut down, we had people, more people than we ever have, even over the holidays and everything. In a, in a six-day period, we did $310,000 worth of business in my store. Okay? That's like a, we had a slow month in one week is basically what it was. You know, that's our little joke about it. We had people shoulder to shoulder handling money, which is as filthy as anything that you ever handle in, in anything. Uh, people who lick their fingers to get plastic bags apart, and I'm not questioning whether that's right or wrong, I'm just stating facts, sharing phones, sharing computers, and in 23 stores from Midland Town to Lebanon, all doing the same kind of increase in business, about a 70% increase, not one single employee who works in a store got ill. It's kind of hard to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but now, and then these tests are not saying that you have it or don't have it. It can show, it can be 
when you test positive, it could be that it was an allergy. It could be that it was a cold. It could be that you have a virus of some kind. It could be that you have the COVID virus. It's just kind of hard to to take all this information and process it and wonder if anybody has any information that is true or real or helpful. Well, I agree, and I think that the thing that bothers me is if you take a test and it takes days and days and days for you to get the result and you're living your life in the meantime and you're not required to do anything differently, you know, what does it prove? <laughs> well, that's exactly, exactly. And, and, and I think that sometimes just taking these tests is a way to, to scare. Uh, it's more of a scare tactic than it is a health tactic. And, and I, don't, I think that's, that's terrible. I agree. I agree. Well, I disagree. I know you would. Go ahead. I'm not going to make a fuss. Uh, I mean, the first thing I noticed, and this is kind of nitpicking, what 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 is COVID? What are COVID one through eighteen? I have no idea. Well, you threw that out. That's why I I was being facetious. No, I don't think so. it's on all the health the health tests. No, I, I okay. Again, I'm nitpicking. Uh, The nineteen refers to this year. There, there was exactly. no, there was no COVID, one through eighteen. But you know, the bottom well, line. Now, to now, wait a minute, Steve. Wait a minute. You, you are, you are somebody who who treats the CDC and the WHO as their word is gospel. And mm, I'm telling you, they're the ones who say there was COVID one through eighteen. I think. Well, again, I'm not. I'm nitpicking, That's and I think what they see. We're, we are really getting off the subject. Um, <laughs> No. And and I, I think what they said was the coronavirus. There have been other examples of coronavirus. This, I mean, this is not the first coronavirus, but COVID nineteen, I believe, stands for coronavirus in the year two thousand nineteen. But that's that's not exactly. the point. Um, all I know is a uh, my. Somebody that I know very well spent a lot of time on the telephone uh, because it was that individual's job to speak to individuals uh, about whether or not they could go to work. And there was a lot, uh, there was testing done, and some people came, uh, it was found, yes, they were positive, no, they weren't. You know, I don't know all the facts and figures, but I don't think that people testing positive for COVID, it's actually because they actually have uh, a cold or or something like that. But the other thing is, there's a lot of screwing around. I know that. In Joe's case, I think that's a, you know, that's a great example. The fact that his, well, what did you say? It took six days for your result to right. come back? Okay, so, you know, when they took that test, you could have been completely COVID-free. Uh, six days later, who knows? You could have had yeah. it. Hey, guys, we gotta, we got to move on. Thanks a lot, Harry. Appreciate your call, as always. And we have three calls pending, so we'll get to them. We have to take a break somewhere quick here, but we'll get to Dale. You're on the mark, Dale. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Is this uh, science, the coronavirus, or is this a political? I mean, because I don't know which one we can trust. Which one do you think we can trust? Well, first you'll have to explain what you mean by that. I mean, is this a political thing that's going to go away in November? Or is it a science thing where... I mean, what what is the White House ground? Is it saying it's a political thing or they're saying that it's a science thing? Well, if it goes away in November, Dale, you'll have your answer. But my guess is oh, that... Oh, what do you think it is? 
I think it's a medical issue. I don't think it's a political issue. I think it's being played for politics by both sides, uh, more heavily by the Democrats, in my opinion, than by the Republicans. But that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it, Steve. And well, <laughs> so the World Health Organization is going with the science? Well, I don't have much respect for the World Health Organization. I believe, as the president does, they're in China's pocket. I was going to ask the World Health how do they feel how good is the science and the political science is that doing well the political science part of science well i don't know what the political science is not really a science it's a it's oh, a okay <laughs> you can get a degree in it <laughs> yeah it's crazy man i just think that uh you got to be kind of like shallow minded to really think that <clears throat> anyone you vote for in november is not a character i mean believe they're just characters. What do you mean? Uh, characters. Huh? What do you mean they are a character? Characters put in by, like, the banks and corporations, you know? Oh. Okay. I mean, do you take any, do you take any of this any serious? I mean, I'd rather look for four-leaf clovers than to even take this serious. Do you, let it's, me ask you a quick question. Do you think America really landed on the moon? You know what? I, I I'm fifty fifty on that. I don't I don't jump in with two feet on nothing. I look at the show. I'm not part of the show, but is I the world is it's the world 50, uh, round or flat? Do you go with flat Earth or do you fifty fifty on that? Because fifty I mean, fifty. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. I mean, science is it's me observing. If I can't observe, I can't. You know, this is a slippery slope. This this well way to. If you fall off the edge, you'll certainly have been right to be 50-50 about that. (laughs) Can you tell me if it's round or flat? I mean, you had that answer? Yeah, it's round. I got that answer. You're 50, what are you, 75%? Oh, no, I'm 100% round earther, 100%. Okay, okay, well, then that's good for you. I mean, if you prove it to me, that's that's what your thought is, but I don't waste my time on that. Okay. Fair enough, Dale. Hey, we got to move on. We have to take a quick break. 1-800-795-9565. We have two calls pending, and but we've got to take the break first, and here it goes. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Subway Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at SunburyMotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Did you know Susquehanna Life Magazine now has a companion podcast? Stay tuned to learn more. Hi, this is Erica Shames, publisher of Susquehanna Life Magazine. Peterson Toscano brings each issue of the magazine to life as host of the Susquehanna Life Out Loud podcast. It features his engaging interviews with people involved in the most compelling activities. In the summer's 2020 podcast, you'll learn about a group of women who are breaking ground with the growing fly fishing phenomenon. You'll also hear from Kendra Auker, CEO of Evangelical 
local community hospital. She talks about the COVID-19 pandemic and what we can do to protect ourselves. Food lovers will learn about Kafka's restaurant in Loganton. They specialize in Georgian, Armenian, and Russian cuisine. Writer Glenn Rediff tells us about the Sunbury sandwich stroll. And from the Toscano Family Recipe Files, Peterson shares the incredibly delicious Mom's Homemade Raw Tomato Sauce. You'll hear all this and more in the latest episode of Susquehanna Life Out Loud. Find it at Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and at SusquehannaLife.com. Ugh, I'm exhausted. The virus, the economy. What next? And Donald Trump just makes it worse. Tweeting insults is not the answer. I read that on some days he tweets up to 200 times. Now, how long does that take? I don't know, but one paper said that was an average of a tweet every minute. No wonder he was slow in the pandemic and got started a month too late. He didn't listen to the experts, the doctors, CDC, or Dr. Fauci. Just called it a their new hoax. And the cases are still going up. Over 115,000 dead, and Trump still doesn't have a plan. Trump won't take responsibility. But we have those tweets, those lovely, lovely tweets. If you ask me, I think it's childish. Trump can't help himself. He just keeps making things worse. Call Donald Trump at 202-456-1111 and ask him to stop tweeting and make sure health care workers have supplies by passing the HEROES Act, H.R. 6800, now. Paid for by Future Majority, www.futuremajority.org. Okay, we have two calls pending, and we just have about six minutes left, so we could take another call down the line. Uh, Dan, you asked for one minute. You've got it. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Why, the Old Testament is Jesus Christ concealed, and the New Testament is Jesus Christ revealed. And Jesus Christ is the living Word, the living Word of God, and the Bibles, they're written downward of God. So Jesus Christ is found from Genesis 1-1 and more revealed in Revelation. The further you read, the more Jesus Christ is revealed and fully revealed as you get through the book of the Revelation. Okay, thank you. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Chris, you've waited patiently. You're on the mark. Yeah, Dan can give me the scientific proof for that. I'd like to see it. I think he would argue that faith doesn't need scientific proof, huh? It's a belief. It's not a, a fact. There's a difference. Well, I don't know. I believe today's Thursday. That's also a fact. Yep. In that case, they're the same. Okay. Well, because you don't believe what Dan does, you assume that he's wrong and you're right. No, I didn't say anything about him being wrong. I said it's, he believes in science. That was his theme yesterday. He believes Jesus is alive. So show me the scientific proof for that. That's all I'm saying. Now, to move on. Okay. Good. <laughs> move on. Other countries made testing work. I wonder why America couldn't make testing work. How do you know they made it work? How do you know they're not experiencing the same delays that we're experiencing here in this country? Where's your facts and proof? Well, look at the statistics on Korea, for example. No, I'm asking you where's the facts and proof that they don't have delays in testing, that they don't have results that get lost? Because Korea got rid of it by having, uh, by being able to get it down and then go after uh, 
uh, reports and do contract tracing. You can't do contact tracing successfully unless you have a rapid, fast testing going. So how fast is theirs? All how using the same test? They I all think using at, the, at same the time test? they made it work, it was about two or three days, and now they're down to a day. And the, the backup isn't in the testing or how long the test takes in America. It's the backup in the lab because Big Mouth President, war president, who was going to really fight the virus, ran away from his job. So he was responsible for making sure the labs all did the right thing. I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't realize he, he had that responsibility. He was the one in position to be able to make it happen. How? By edict? By demanding well, that like it happen? he found a way to send troops to Seattle. If he wants to get it done, he can get it done, right? No. That's what he wants because he wants trouble in Seattle. Because other people are saying, oh, we don't want him there. Don't send them in. So he doesn't have right. absolute authority, and you know it. He did, that, well, Seattle didn't want them in, and he got them in, Joe. That's we're what I'm saying. See, you're switching, Listen, the, you're switching topics. what's going on in the world. You're switching topics. We're talking about testing. Now you want to drag in some other subject. Can't you stay you on topic? <laughs> Trump intentionally take him at his word for a change. Sometimes, maybe some things he doesn't lie about. And like, like what? I thought you told me he lied about everything. Testing. Testing. He said he just was discouraging testing. What was discouraging testing? He did, Trump said he was. But he was kidding. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. he never said that. In fact, he said the opposite of that. He claims he's not kidding. But he never did anything to stop, slow it down. His own so administration you don't know that, that, do you? His administration says he didn't do anything. He never gave an order to no, slow it no, down. No, no, certain people said they never said that directly to him. Them. That's all the evidence. But you believe they're lying. They're, he's Period. lying. He's telling the truth. I mean, you can't make up your mind. Is he lying or telling the truth? Well, most of the time he's lying, and you know that as well as I do. No, I don't know that entirely. <laughs> that is entirely. We're out of time. I'm sorry, Chris. We're out of time. Steve, thank you so much for coming in this week. I really appreciate it. Yes, I Always fun it. to have you here. And we'll look Always forward to doing this again with you sometime. Hot diggity dog. <laughs> if your nerves can stand it. Thank you so much for being with us tomorrow. It is uh, two other hosts, and now uh, I forget their names. No, Chris Elio and Ben Reichley tomorrow on On the Mark, WKOK, Sunbury.